Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode of the Self Love Club podcast is brought to you by Amplify Kombucha. Taste amplified. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self love and self care practices. And they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Navy is a 23-year-old rising pop artist from Auckland. With a background in classical music and theatre, Navy went to music school where she stepped outside of her comfort zone and transformed into the powerfully creative being she is now. Navy went through a breakup, which fueled her first EP, The Breakup. It's had over 1.5 million streams in less than a month of its release, and has helped people all around the world get through their heartbreak. We're so lucky to have Navy share her story, experiences, and feelings on the Self Love Club podcast. Navy, aka Phoebe, I feel like you've got two names, but welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you for having me. What do you like being called? I, um, mean, I think Phoebe. Yeah. Yeah, people call me Navy. It still trips me up because I haven't been Navy for that long. It's your artist name. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was just saying it's like Hannah Montana. Yeah. Miley Cyrus. Oh, my God. What's that like having two? I have like, like an alter ego. Oh, my God. It's very exciting. Is Navy different to Phoebe or? Um, no, I think they're pretty similar. Right. Navy just only wears red and pink. Yeah, I know. You're wearing red and pink today, which is one of my favorite combos. Um, I'm sorry I haven't like performed for you in that way. That's fine. I'll get You've got like it. pink accessories and stuff. <laughs> But I remember when I first met you, we talked about the red and pink thing because I definitely noticed that. I appreciated your red and pink theme on yeah. your like Instagram and what you wear. What's like? What's a bit, What's that all about? I think I'm really aesthetic focused, and um, I think music is more than just the songs you release. And I think it's cool to be able to get behind this full story and this full kind of image. And I think I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, and she's very like that. Like every album, when I see a picture of her with like a bob, I'm like, "That's 1989." And then I see her with curly hair, and I'm like, "Speak now!" And I know exactly where she yeah. was at. And I like the idea of looking back, even just for myself, like. To look back at pictures and stuff of my life and be like, red and pink, that was the breakup, you know? Oh, so red and pink is the theme of a breakup for you. Yeah. Because I've always, were you a kid wearing red and pink? Because I always did. I loved it. I loved it, but my mum didn't think it was yeah. that. Like, People it was would be like, that. no, they clash. Don't wear them together. And if you're a visual person like us, they actually come from the same colour palette. Come I on. Know. And I they, know. they definitely, they work. It's I agree. Thing. See, I appreciate that. <laughs> so tell us about yourself, like where you grew up, who you are. Yeah, so my name is Phoebe and I grew up um, on the North Shore in Auckland. Um, and I grew up just loving kind of all kinds of music except pop music, really. I studied classical singing for 10 years um, and I did musical theatre. I've done like 30 musicals, which wow. I've since realised is a lot. At the time, I kind of thought That's it was normal. Heaps. Yeah, I thought it was normal to do three musicals a year. And now I'm like, it's not normal. That's so much. Yeah. Were you but always really it. tired? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. And I'm really energetic. So I give everything I have to everything I do. And so giving everything I have to a million things at once was just like, it was a lot. But it's good. And it's made me very resilient now. Mm. Um, I find it easy to you know miss out on some sleep and then I can catch up later it doesn't like throw me off yeah um but yeah I just grew up doing kind of all kinds of music except I thought pop music was really silly and I didn't really see its place except Taylor Swift I kind of always thought she was like a legend Mm -hmm. um and then I got to uni and I wanted to try something different so I did the pop degree which was the best thing I've ever done and I learned so much in that three years I learned how to write a song I'd never written songs before and now I do that full time. I just so cool. Yeah, I just write songs all day, every day, or as much as I can. And it's epic. It just is so cool. I've just been really lucky to have a family who has said, just follow your dreams and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I live at home for free, so it makes it much easier. <laughs> Definitely being out of like no rent in Auckland is a plus, right? For sure, yes. Yeah. I feel very lucky. But yeah. yeah, now I just do music all the time. So how did that all happen though? Because I mean, I imagine that a lot of people who go to music school 
for them coming out and doing it full time, you know, straight away and getting signed with management and everything. Like, how does that work? How did that all happen for you? Um, it's funny because my whole life people have always said like, you're so lucky. And I'm like, I am really lucky, but I think I create, I think people create their own luck. I don't mm. think luck just falls into the lap of the lazy. And I think I work really hard. And so when I finished uni, I got a full-time job working at a candle company and I made scented candles full-time and I would work from nine till six. And then I would go home and have a session with one of my friends from seven till 3am and then do the whole thing again the next day. And I had to work to support living, but I also wanted to do music. So I just found a way to do both. Mm. And I lived a year being really tired, but that kind of was just how it was going to go if I wanted to do both. Um, And so I worked really hard for a year and I showed myself that I could do it on my own. I released my first few songs without any help and I did all the artwork and all that kind of thing. And then after I'd released those, I got an email from a management company in New Zealand, but from someone um, in the UK, which was crazy cool. And yeah, I signed with them in January and I've been with them since just kind of trying to do this full time and seeing how that all works, which is awesome. Mm. And so what's it been like now? Does it, does it feel a lot different in that you're like supported? Because I've yes. got management in a different way and it's like once you meet people who really believe in what you're doing and like you've got these people who have got incredible resources, it feels like, yeah, like it feels different, doesn't it? For sure. It used to just be me hustling on my own to try and get people to hear me and I think it's great that I went through that and I think everyone mm. that wants to do well in their field needs to first of all, love what they do without any help. Like Mm. I loved the process of songwriting. And so if everything in the world was taken away from me, no one can take away my ability to sit at a piano and write a song. And Mm. that's the thing that brings me the most joy. So it's not as scary to think like all of this could be taken away because if it was I could still sit at the piano um but yeah it's definitely different having people care what you do and it's great I love it and I'm also I'm really good at following instruction and I don't really think I was born to be like a boss I'm more of like a PA type person and I just want to do the work as well as I can for someone else so having someone else to do it for actually makes me work harder than if I was just doing it for myself I think I just give myself a lot of excuses and procrastinate a lot when I don't have deadlines it's hard, isn't it? yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to do everything on your own as well yeah for sure so that's epic. and I still try and have a lot to do with what I do um, I do all my own artwork and stuff like that and make sure that I have you know as much input as I can but it's good also to learn to give things away otherwise your plate just gets so piled that you can't carry it mm. anymore so. yeah and you did release your breakup EP which is so cool I love it thank you yes I did so exciting yeah I released that um in August and yeah it was it was really cathartic actually to release a whole EP of songs that you know, when I was writing them, they were so personal that I didn't imagine anyone could ever relate to them because they're so specific to my story. Like, I have a song called If I Can't Have You and the first lines are, why won't you look at me? I'm standing at the door, I brought you cookies, which is like so specific. But that's what happened the night I was broken up with. I came home and I was in the door and I had cookies and I said, why aren't you looking at me? Because he wouldn't turn around. And so things like that, it's unbelievable to me that people can find their story in mine. But it's also been the coolest thing ever. I've had people from all over the world message me and say like, oh, I saw the red and pink on my Spotify timeline and I just love pink. So I clicked it and this album has changed my life. And that's, oh, wow. yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It makes me like very teary. It's very cool. Yeah. But I, yeah, I remember when we kind of picked the songs, I thought, it's cool for me to get to release them, but I didn't imagine anyone would feel anything for them because they're so, so personal. Mm. But I think it's amazing what music can do and can allow people to, you know, hear their story and yours. It's so cool. Yeah, 100,000 got like so many streams quickly. Yes. What was that like for you when you are like, whoa, and, you know, like from hearing from people from different parts of the world, was that like, was that a shock for you? What, was, yeah. what did it feel like? I mean, I remember when I released my first song on my own before I was signed. And I think I got, I think I got like 5,000 streams in a month. And I remember calling my mum and being like, this is the most amazing. Like 5,000 is so many times someone's clicked on that song. Mm. And we just thought it was the most incredible thing ever. And then with 100,000, I got like 100,000 streams in a few days. Mm. And that was so wild and it's just the coolest thing I, I think people always ask me like 
oh, do you feel pressure to make better music now? And I'm like, no, I was always making the best I could for the few people that was hear- that were hearing it. Mm. And now I'm just making the best I can for more people, which is even cooler. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the, the dream of the kind of streaming era is that my music can be heard all over the world without me having to go there or print CDs and send them out. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. Streaming has definitely been, I think, epic for artists. I think so too. And yeah. I see people getting stressed about how much the artists are being paid and stuff. Yeah. I do Which think, is important. Yeah, yeah. I think it is important that people are paid for their work, but I also think what's more important is that you're releasing music because you love it. And like right now I'm not making any money and that's okay because the work that I do, I love and I don't want to stop doing it no matter how much I'm earning. If I've got a dollar in my bank account or a million dollars, that doesn't bother me because I get to do this and that is just Mm. the coolest thing. And I think people should fight for artists to be paid appropriately for what they make, Mm. but it's not all bad. I don't think, I think it got kind of blown out of proportion at one point where people were like, people get paid 0.000001 cent per stream, which is just not the truth. And then, it spread very far and I think people started getting stressed about things that we don't need to stress about. We just need to make the best stuff we can. Yeah. And then I think the good stuff just gets heard and it might take 30 years, but it will be heard, you know? Mm, definitely. Um, so tell us about the breakup. Obviously, when did that happen? It was December last year. So this was while you were still at music school, right? Or was no, it after? It was after. But you had been with this person during... Yeah, we met at uni. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we met he was in my class at uni and we became really good friends and he was my first ever boyfriend. Like he, he I never had even fake boyfriends in high school or in middle school. I love like, that. Fake boyfriends. You know, when you like <laughs> date someone for three months and you're like, I'm over it. I never even had that. So, and I never had even kissed anyone at he school. He was your first love. He, yeah, for sure. Mm. And I remember going to uni and being like, everyone's going to know I haven't kissed anyone. This was so embarrassing. And then Aww. I was like, obviously no one knows that and no one cares. <laughs> I remember being absolutely panicked that everyone was going to judge me for that. Like, there's some anyway. Um, and so then I can understand though. Like, yeah. it seems like a big deal. Yeah, yeah it but does. it's not. No, yeah. it's not a big deal. And I think that that's really important that people, you know, know that it doesn't matter when anything happens. Everyone, and I think everyone's yeah. different, and everything yeah. happens for everyone at different times. For sure. But it's hard to know that when you're young because you're like, no, I should have done this. Everyone else has done that. Yes, you know? I think it's kind of hard to know it at any stage. Like, mm. I'm now doing music stuff, and people are like, oh, but I'm the same age as you, but I'm not doing as well, and I'm like. Yeah, but there are artists that don't crack the industry till they're 60. And that's the beauty of music is that you can do it at any age. Anyway, I met Simeon when I was at uni um, and we dated for four years and he lived at my house with my, me and my parents or two of them. And um, yeah, one day I came home and uh, I opened the door to like our home studio and he was in there working and I was standing in the door and I was like, hi. And I had like three packets of his favorite cookies because I'd stopped at the supermarket on the way home. And he just like wouldn't turn around. And I was like, hello. And then he wouldn't turn around. And I just had this sinking feeling. And I was like, you're about to break up with me. And I had not seen it coming. Like I genuinely didn't know, but I just knew because he wasn't turning around. And so then he turned around and he just didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, you really are. And at first I thought it was a joke. So I said to him, I was like, I'm going to go and tell my mom. And once I tell my mom, this is real. So you have to be sure that this is what you want. And he was just like, yeah. So had he, what did he say to you? He didn't really say anything. But you just knew. I just knew. Yeah. I think cause he wasn't, cause he wasn't saying anything and that's just not what we're like. Um, and I remember I went and told my mom and she was just so shocked. I think we all were. I think I really thought it was a joke. Mm. But then the next day, my mom took me to the movies. We went to see the um, the new Grinch movie. And Aww. Simeon packed up his stuff while we were at the movies. And by the time I got home, he was gone. And it was so quick and so wild. Mm. And at the time, he'd said that he wasn't ready to settle down and I was really ready. I would have gotten married the next day. That's where I was at, which is what's so wild. And then I think about a month later, he was like, oh yeah, I cheated on you and um, we date now. And I was like, okay. Oh wow. Yeah. But even then, like he told me that and I remember just hugging him and being like, it's going to be okay because I was so worried that he had been beating himself up about it for so long. And that's just the type of person I am. I just wanted to make sure that he was okay. Um, And we're still friends. I still see him all the time, which is cool, but I'm just not the type of person that can hold a grudge. And all my friends tell me I need to, but I physically can't do it. Mm. I just think life's too short and putting that energy into that and, uh, and fine if other people want to do it, but 
I put so much energy into the things that I love. I don't have room to put it into things that stress me out or make me sad. Fair enough. As long yeah. as I think you have boundaries with people yeah. and like he's not, you know, like people can't take advantage of you or whatever. Yeah. You don't have to like, I know what you mean because you don't have to hate people. No. You don't have to, but it doesn't, but then it means that you, you got to not like, you know, they can't take advantage of you or like steal your energy if you yeah. know what I mean, you know? Yeah. And I think as long as I keep in control as much as I can, um, yeah, th- there's really nothing he can do. Yeah. Um, so talk us through that for you, though. Like, obviously, that was, like, a lot, and, like, it was your first yeah, love, and we yes. all know how, like, intense yeah. the first love is, and then the first breakup is just horrible. It was, yeah. It was horrible for a long time. I kind Snotty of, cries, lots of snotty cries. Oh, yeah. Oh, My yeah. mum had to take a week off work. Like, it was a lot. Oh, but babes. he was just such a part of our family. Um, and then for... I'm a really good sleeper. We were just talking about that. I, I can yeah. sleep forever. Yeah, before this, you're just like, I just had a four-hour nap. Yeah, I'm a like, big sleeper. It's kind of a sleep. Yeah. yeah, it's a good nap. I remember when I was little, I had I slept once for 26 hours. What the yeah. heck? Yeah, yeah, so That's I missed epic. a whole day. I know, it's like my favourite fact about me. Um, missing a whole day. It's I know. It's crazy, isn't I it? I know, I know. I had just got back from China and I was really tired and I just <laughs> slept forever. But, Fair enough. Yeah, but um, I remember just not being able to sleep. Because I didn't know if I would wake up in the morning. Like, I genuinely didn't think I would make it through the night. Which is what, there's a track on the EP about that called Haunting Me. And I remember I would just lie in bed crying. And I would be like, I don't want to fall asleep because I don't know if I'll ever wake up again. I didn't know if I would make it. And that was so wild. Mm -hmm. And a lot to deal with. Yeah. Um, And that happened for maybe five or six months. Wow. Yeah. And towards the end, it wasn't every night. But it was like at least three times a week where I would. Yeah. And I, but in my day to day life, everyone was like, you're doing so well, which I was. But I think, you know, when you've shared a bed with someone for so long and then suddenly that bed is empty, it's like so wild. Mm. It's just like, it, it was so much to wrap my head around. Um, How did you get through it? I just did. I just would cry myself to sleep and just let that happen. Um, and I think I'm such an advocate to about like feeling how you feel and letting Mm. that be okay and you don't have to smile through everything and I remember when we first broke up people would message me and be like oh just get through it like just push through and it would frustrate me because I didn't want to I just wanted to stand in the rain and get sad and get wet and I didn't want the storm to pass like I just wanted to be a part of it Mm. and I'm really good at feeling things and I'm really good at talking about my feelings like if someone at the supermarket asked me about my breakup I'd be like sit down let me tell you (laughs) like I will I would tell anyone anything I'm so good at talking about my feelings and so I talked to my family a lot and the week that we broke up um my mum and dad took me out for pretty much every meal to make sure I was eating. And yeah, that was so important to eat. That was so amazing. And looking at the time, I kind of found it annoying because I just wanted to sit and cry. But now I look back, those times sitting at restaurants where they would be asking me questions about how I felt because they know I'll talk about it and then making me eat food that I really enjoyed. It meant that I didn't go into the spiral of just sitting alone and, mm. you know, like not doing the simple things to take care of myself every day. Yeah, because breakups yeah. definitely have, like, those impacts. Like, you know, a lot yeah. of us, like, can't I, like you can't eat. Like, no. I can't eat. You just cry and you're just so dehydrated yeah. and you're tired because you can't sleep and you're yeah. so emotionally drained and you can't, you know, you can't eat. So you've got to make sure yeah. you're eating where you can, right? Yeah, and I just remember being so exhausted but not tired. Mm. Like, and I think those are two different things and I would just be lying in bed, like, wired but my whole body would be sore and I I don't know you just needed sleep but your body was like wouldn't let me overdrive yeah and I just think people always talk about breaking up and I remember this is where 100,000 came from I used to say to my friends like oh it's fine because if there's 8 billion people in the world there has to be 100,000 that you'd be great with so like get over it and I remember being like that and then when it happened to me, I was like, yeah, maybe there are, but I've already found one of them and it feels like a lot of admin to go and find all the others, you know, <laughs> like he's right here. So why can't he stay? Yeah. Um, and so it took me a long time to realize, but I've since realized that that's true. And I can't, I think my main thing now is that I can't let my like purpose in life be another human because there's nothing I can do about that human staying or going. That's completely up to them. And so now I've found the love that I had for Simi and I've found for music. And I think that that is so cool because, again, no one can take that away. Mm. But I, my biggest passion is people. I just love people. I just, like, 
I want to hang out with people all the time, every day. I want to talk to people. I just love them. They really energize me. And so I was a lot in my relationship because I just wanted to be with him all the time, every day, because he's my favorite person. And so my whole purpose in life was like making sure that Simeon was okay and getting Simeon gifts and cooking for Simeon. And and I've since realized that he can just decide to leave and there's nothing I can do about Mm. it. And so then my whole purpose was gone and I was just alone like, what now? I don't know what to do. Yeah. And so now I've found I need to place my passion in something else. And now my passion is still people, but it's in the way that my music can help people rather than just one specific person. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're a giver. I understand. It's like, it's an important lesson to learn, especially when you are a giver or else you will. And it's good that you learn it now because otherwise you get to a point where you just give everything to everyone all the time and you have nothing left for yourself. Yes. And it's hard because when you're a person like yourself, that's so loving and giving, you want to do that. But it's like, you can help others, like you say, through your music and just being yeah. like their friend and everything. Yeah. And and rather than I think especially for for young girls as well, like they, you know, we're sort of seen to we're taught to, you know, like, you know, have a boyfriend, do all yeah. the things for them and everything. But it, and then you're right, they can just go away. Yeah. Anyone can just go away. Yeah. And then you're like, so you can't yeah, you're so right. Such an important lesson. You can't put your purpose and somebody else because then yes. they're gone and then I remember having that lesson as well yeah. and you're like oh like um, at times where maybe your life was a bit boring so you'd like make plans with someone and you know yeah. that would make you feel like you had something to look forward to yeah. and that person's gone you're like okay cool now what yeah like, yeah for sure now yeah. I've got nothing to look forward to but that's kind of your own fault if you know what I mean yeah, yeah I had to learn that too yeah I'd never heard anyone say that out loud before and I yeah I'm you're so right I'm such a giver if you know about the Enneagram I'm a type two I'm like such a helper and I just like my sister always says I chore myself out because I just will do any chore for anyone like Mm. if someone said to me I need you to pick up the suitcase from Wellington I'd be like I'm in the car and I'd be driving I'd be like okay I'll do it I will do anything for you like so cute I'm always at the airport because I'm always either picking someone up or dropping someone off like I just want everyone to be helped and I want to be the person to help them so nice it is good yeah and it is good, but it also means that I can extend myself further than yeah. perhaps I can reach, and I think that that's something I need to cheat myself on yeah. more maybe. It's but hard, isn't it, when you want to help, but then you also have to have boundaries for yourself. Yeah, for so- sure. It's honestly starting to feel like summer's on its way, and I love it. The days are getting longer, and I'm starting to enjoy sitting in the afternoon sun with a platter. Gotta love a plat, right? And a cold drink. Dream situation. If you're looking for the perfect drink to complement your platter, Amplify Kombucha have got you covered. And there are so many different flavours as well, including raspberry lime, ginger lemon, and for those who don't mind the taste of traditional kombucha, there's original. Make sure you're following the Self Love Club on Instagram. It's at Self Love Club Podcast. A giveaway out there. Tag all your gal pals. Uh, also, check out Amplify Kombucha on Instagram and Facebook for your chance to win heaps of Amplify Kombucha this month. This breakup was obviously like horrible on you. Like yeah. you had a rough time. When did you start to notice things started to get a bit better and every day was a bit easier? Was it just bit by bit or did it take quite a while? It took a while, yeah. I think I'm so lucky I have the best family in the world and I see my family all the time and I have really great friends. But, it, yeah, it did take a while to, you know, get through it. I think after about five months was maybe when I started to have easy days. But yeah, yeah, it was so rough. I mean, it was good because I was writing music all the time and I would go into rooms with people I had never met before and be like, hi, my name's Phoebe and this boy I dated for four years cheated on me. Let's talk about it. And then we would talk about it, which is so much fun until you go home and then you're like, there was a fun day because we were running around like making music and dancing, but now I'm by myself and I'm thinking about all the things we talked about. Yeah, because it, it's like it's bringing up real life stuff yes. for you, you know, so yes. then bringing up stuff can actually yeah. make you feel and that can feel uncomfortable and yuck. Yeah, and it was kind of making light of the situation because we were like dancing around and like singing and shouting and having fun. And then I would go home and be like, oh, yeah, I still is, feel like that. Well, yeah. This is my life. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I went to London for about a month for music stuff. And that for real changed my life that month. I, I remember because I used to cry literally every day. And even when I was in my relationship, I cried all the time. I'm like very emotional. Mm. And then I went to London and I didn't cry the whole time I was there. And that was unreal. Okay? Yeah. What do you it think made so you wild. stop crying? 
I don't know. I think I just was in a new place and no one there really knew about anything that had happened. And I just felt like a new gal. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I needed to message Simeon every day. Like I didn't really talk to him that much, which was incredible because I didn't imagine a world in which that would happen. And, um, yeah, I just met new people and I think being in a busy new city, as well. so busy. Being busy is so good sometimes, yeah. especially when you've gone through a breakout. Yes, for sure. But I think I'd given it enough time of wallowing yeah. that I was ready to be busy. I think if I'd made myself busy immediately, oh yeah, I would have crashed eventually, but mm-hmm. I had been crashing for so long. It was time for me to, you know, pick myself back up. And yeah, I think going away and being in a new environment, I think for people, even just going to like driving three hours away and spending a week somewhere else would be helpful. You know, you don't have to go to the other side of the world. It is, it is uh, fun though, isn't it? It is fun. Yeah. I don't mind it. Um, But (laughs) Shall we go back? Yeah. Let's go back. Perfect. Um, You were recording music there too, right? I was. Yeah. I had lots of sessions with lots of cool people over there and some of them I've kept in touch with a lot, which is so awesome. Um, Yeah. I think music is amazing in the way it can bring people together. Mm. Um, but yeah, it did take a while. And I don't think that that, I remember when we broke up, Simeon was like, okay, well, we were together for four years. So you have four months to get better. I've but heard of that. Yeah. They say a month every yeah, year. But or I whatever. think he was kidding. I think. Um, but I remember Everyone's it got so to, different. Though. I know. And it got to five months and I was like, oh no, this is never going to go away. Cause it didn't follow the rule. And then, yeah, then I went away and I was like, oh, I'm totally fine. And then I came home and I was like, oh. I'm just like, yes. it was like I was just cured. It was so it wild. It is like that when it happens. Yeah. Just like, I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah. And it does happen. And I've had so many people message me and say like, oh, what happened to you happened to me and a hundred thousand is really helping. And, but I'm still so sad. It's been 10 months and I'm like, that's okay. Take your time. Yeah. And if you ever need anything, let me know. Like we can chat about it. But also like it, it really does get better and that's yeah. such an annoying thing to hear when you're in the thick of it. Oh, so is, And yeah. people keep saying to me, like, it gets better. And I'd be like, oh, go away. I, it's not going to get better. And mm. I would – and I remember people being like, it's good to be single. And I'd be like, I don't want to be single. I don't like it. I'm not good at it. I'm really good at being in a relationship. And then I went away and I was like, oh, being single is actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing too. Like, you know, it is cool to be single sometimes. And yeah. like sometimes that's just, you are in that situation. So you just have to learn to love it, you know. Yeah, like if and you I hate had, it, then we'll learn to enjoy it. Yeah. And I had been in my relationship for my whole adult life, like from when I was a teenager. And I, I remember being like, like my friend Thomas called me from LA and I remember being like, I know who I am. I don't need to be single and find myself. Like I know who I am. And then months later I was like, oh, I totally didn't know who I was on my own. And now I do. And it's like yeah. totally different. Um, but yeah, it does take time. But I think you just have to let it take as long as it needs mm. to. Are you happy, even though it was horrible for you, yeah. are you happy that it happened? Oh my God, I could not be happier. Yeah. And, and now I look back, I'm like, Imagine if we'd gotten married, that would have been terrible. Mm. And take, like, we're just not meant to be, which is fine. But I think also, like, my grandparents have been together since they were really little. And I remember being like, they were each other's first love. And, yeah. like, that's what I'll have. And so I probably gripped on too tight. And then now I'm like, it's just a different time. It just yeah. probably doesn't happen that often. Even then, it probably didn't happen that no, often. They were just like didn't. a lucky case. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now I think about like all the experience I'll have on my own and with new people, and it just really excites me. But it did take me a while to get there. Mm, I think it doesn't matter which way around you do it, but it's really epic to have some single time as well, especially Absolutely. as an artist. Like, it means you can go overseas and do what you want. Not that you can't do that when you're in a relationship, but, but it makes it a lot easier. And you, when you're single, you meet different people and have different experiences than you would have if you're in a relationship. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And even just being like when I was in London, not being like, oh, I need to call someone because I need to catch up with them. I was just like such a lone wolf and I loved it. Oh, my gosh. It was so awesome. And I had people over there that I knew. Like I had a few songwritery friends and artist friends that were there. So So did you go on your own? Yeah. I love that. I know. And this is so important because I remember when I was with Simeon, we traveled all over the world. We saw the world together. And I remember when I was told I had to go somewhere on my own, I was like, I'm not going to make it. This is going to be horrible. And I did it. And it was the best thing I've ever done. And I would wake up in the morning and be like, I want to go to a West End play today. And then I'd be like, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. It was epic. And I just did anything I wanted to do and no one got to say. Were you a bit scared when you first were like going over on that plane? Yes. I was so scared, especially knowing that I was 
going for so long, I think. And I'm really close with my family and being like, I'm not going to see any of them for so long was really rough. But then I went there and I was like, oh, I could probably actually, you know, move somewhere else. And it wouldn't be as scary as I thought it would be at one point. So I think everyone should travel on their own if they can. I think it's like so cool and really important Mm. to figure out you know, who you are and how you do, how you tackle certain tasks. Like I got on the wrong train once and I went two hours in the wrong direction. And Did I, you sit there for two hours? Yeah, oh and gosh. I got off the train and I was like, I've never seen this place before. And I just was like, okay, problem solving. What am I going to do? And I didn't have anyone I could ask because everyone at home was asleep. I didn't know any, it was like my first day. I didn't know anyone there. And I just oh, was no. like, well, I'll get back on the train and go the other way, I suppose. And just yeah. you know, sorted it out. And yeah. in the past, I would have started bawling my eyes out called Simeon and been like, I'm going to die. What's happening? But I just was like, I just have to deal with it. And so, yeah, it was like very, very important. I think for me, I'm also, I was a really dependent person and I found my independence, which I think is super cool. I think a lot of gals and guys as well, when they become single for whatever reason, or they do like a lot of people were like, Whoa, who am I? Like I'm so a lot of relationships are so codependent. Yeah. So it's really important to know who you are on your own. Yeah. 100%. Because you're not like a half. Like everyone's like, Oh, my other half. It's yeah, like you're actually a whole yeah. already. You know what I mean? Like not anything against that, but like you're you're already a whole person. You're 100%. not half of a person. Yeah, and I remember when Samin and I first broke up and his mum was like really sad. And I remember just saying to her like, Simeon wasn't born so that he could serve me. He was born to live his life and, you know, do like fulfill his destiny. And I was a part of that journey, but I in the end wasn't the end game and that's fine. But people were just like you guys should be together. And I was like, but, and when he cheated on me, people were like, oh, that's so horrible. And I was like, it is really bad. But also he wasn't put on this planet to treat me the best he ever could have, you know, like he's got wow, another destiny. So able to see it so like, you're so, like that's so <laughs> smart and like advanced. Like how early on were you, in the breakup were you see, like seeing things from that perspective? I think pretty early on. Wow. I think the main thing I was mourning was like all the things we were never going to do yeah, together. Yeah, that's wasn't, one of the hardest things. Yeah, it wasn't so much sad about what had happened. And I totally get that people are. Did you feel super hurt though that you were cheated on? I don't know that I did at any point, which is not, which is wild. And I don't blame people for feeling that way. But I think I just remember being like me sitting around and being sad about it isn't going to turn time and make Mm. it so that it didn't happen. And you already felt so sad anyway. Yeah, Yeah. I was just sad that we were never going to, you know, like have the wedding I could fully see in my head. I knew my outfit, my shoes, (laughs) like I had it all. And so I was mourning that rather than like all the times we had together because we had so many cool times it would be such a shame to just be you know look back on them with such sadness and I feel really lucky that I can look back on them and be like whoa we did that like we went to Celine Dion in Vegas that's so cool Mm. you know rather than being like oh that one thing he did doesn't cancel out the one million things we did together that was so epic Mm. and so yeah I I feel really lucky I can see it that way and I totally see that some people can't and that is absolutely fair enough but for me I just think yeah, he made one really big mistake, but I used to make lots of little mistakes and he was perfect. Seriously, when we were together, he was amazing. And I had a friend attribute it to like, I used to give Simeon paper cuts all the time and he just like stabbed me once, you know, like he right. did one really bad thing and I did a million kind of not terrible, but like niggly things. And I think in the end, I don't know, there's no, I don't know. I don't see the point in looking back and being frustrated or angry or sad. Yeah. Cause I can just look in the future and be like, Wow. Things are going to be okay. And it know? was obviously a really important thing for you to happen, as horrible as it is. Like yes. A big lesson in terms of like, I mean, for your songwriting, yes. like it gave you a, so much to write about. I know. Yeah, it has. I used to write like maybe 20 songs a year and I think I've written like 65 this wow. year. Yeah. Like since it all happened. And so... Yeah, and it's such a cop-out to be like, I'm a songwriter, so everything bad that happens, I can just write about it. But it's also really true. Yeah. And it kind of feels like everything he does now that I'm like, oh, you're a silly boy. I'm like, but I can go into the studio tomorrow and write about it. So you know what? It's okay. (laughs) And now I'm like, I kind of need my heart broken again because I'm running out of steam on this, you know? (laughs) Like I've kind of wrung it out for all it had and I need to figure out something new to write about. But um Yeah, I guess it's good to be able to be a songwriter and be like, okay, the worst thing that can happen is that my heart gets broken and then I can write about it. So that's okay. (laughs) Which is like, yeah, 
wild, but it's good. It's what's connected you with other people so much, though. Yeah. Like, I think you probably always wanted to do that, but yeah. by going through something like that, you are na- now able to connect with people all around the world, which yeah. your music is doing. Yeah. And I think I probably... Which is your purpose. Like, you're yeah. a songwriter. You're made to write, you know, you were born yeah. to write those things and share those feelings and thoughts with people and, and you're doing it. Yeah. I think I need to stop thinking about the fact that I can only write when I'm sad because, like, Taylor Swift just released a whole album of love songs and I think that that's really important too because lots of people are in love but I think right now I'm not so I'm like I don't feel that way and <laughs> it needs to be sad. That's um, all right though. Yeah, yeah. I probably won't wear this hat for that long but yeah. Um, I've got another EP coming out and it's called the No Hard Feelings EP. Oh, I like and, that. Yeah, and those songs are about how, yeah, we went through that breakup that the whole world knows about. Let's talk about how it's going to be okay now. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that. When So you're working on that at the moment? Yeah, it should be around November probably. Wow, look at you busting out like two EPs yeah, within yeah. the space of a couple of months. Yeah, I think also a lot of musicians hold on to songs on their Dropbox for years and I'm like, I just want to put as much out as I can because there's no point in it sitting on my computer and no one hearing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you always know you wanted to be in music? I mean, you've done it since you were a young age. Yeah, I wanted to be an opera singer. And I was kind of taking all the steps to do that. Like, I loved opera as a kid. I don't know why. No one in my family likes it. So I don't know where that came from. Um but yeah, and then I was in the New Zealand Youth Choir and we did some really cool things. Like we sang with the Rolling Stones at Mount Whoa, Smart. That's like so, so cool. Yeah, I was in my school choir and we came third in this competition in Wales. Like it, I've done, I did so much cool stuff with classical music that I just was like, this is my life, this is what I'm going to do. And then I met some people that maybe weren't so lovely and maybe they were just quite serious and I'm not super serious. And I then was like, oh, I'm just going to try something different. But I remember when I finished uni, I was like, okay, so I'm not going to be an artist. So maybe I'll just play keys for other people and that will fulfill me. Because I think I thought I don't really look like an artist and I don't really have anything to say. So I don't see why anyone would listen. And I think... Looking back now, it's so sad that I thought that way. Mm. And I'm now I'm like, oh, I'm totally like have the chops to be an artist. And it's a shame that I didn't believe in myself, but it's cool that someone else did enough to make me believe it, you know? Yeah. So when did you start really believing in yourself? Uh, mm, December last year. After your breakup. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it took that to start believing yeah, in yourself. Yeah. Because so he broke up with me and then like, Two weeks later, I got this email from this management company and fully changed my life. And so the literally the worst thing that had ever happened to me, which is wild. And I'm so lucky that that was the worst thing that had happened, happened. And then the literally the best thing that had ever happened happened two weeks later. Sometimes bad things have to happen so the good things can come right. I or, think yeah, so. what you perceive as the bad thing, which a breakup is a bad thing. Yeah, like it's yeah. Not, but then you can, the end of the world. But you can look at it and go, okay, like and any change or end of something can often come a lot of good and new, refresh things, you yeah, know, which 100%. is 100%. One benefit, I guess, of going through it. Yeah, and hopefully that happens for everyone after they've been through. I think life, I think the universe really does serve us, you know? Like mm. I, like I said, I do feel really lucky, but I also work my butt off. Like I... I mean, I had a four-hour nap today, but that's not normal. <laughs> You're like, no, I usually, yeah. No, that's, everything's you know, like, all like, you know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think people, if, I think if you're good and you love what you do and you, yeah, then you'll, you know, be found or be heard in my case. And I also think it's funny because, like, everyone's always said, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm now doing what I love, but it still is work, you know? Like, I don't know that that's true. I just think I want to work even harder you because love I love it. Yeah. yeah. And so I think people, when they're pursuing what they love, they're like, oh, this is still hard work. It must not be what I love. And then that throws them off because it still feels like work. But I think it should feel like work because you want to be better and better mm, and better. Like, with definitely. every passing moment, I'm like, I want to write a better song than I did yesterday and then, like, I want to do a better thing tomorrow, you know? Mm. I think that's the thing with breakups. And I know... I think we talked about when we met one time how we're kind of not obsessive breakups because I'm not like a huge fan of them, but you know, like they're actually a really good time for like rebirth if we say, or, you know, like to, to rebuild yourself or to like make epic things happen, right? Like an EP or for me, I've like done other things after breakups that have been like huge, basically made me start this podcast, you know? So 
it can really cool things can come out of a breakup and yeah. then you can like really transform yourself as the word you know what I mean like yeah you can become that butterfly yeah 100% mm. and I think I think a lot about instant gratification and like this kind of era of the world and I think people just want things to happen immediately but I'm all about the long game I think mm. if you're in it for the long game that's a way safer way to live and I'm all about safety <laughs> And I think, yeah, like people are like, okay, well, I've been broken up with, so now what's the good thing that's going to happen? And it might take two years for you to yeah, find that you have to work light bulb. It. Yeah. And, you know, like especially in music, I think, because there's people like Lord and Billie Eilish who do things so young. Once someone reaches the age of 20, they're like, oh, my gosh, my time's up. Like I'm not going to be successful because I'm so old. And I'm like, <laughs> we're so young. Like I still feel so – I mean, I'm 23, so I am so young. But I feel so young. And I feel like I'm just beginning. Mm. And I always say to people who complain about growing up is that, A, not everyone gets to be that age. So you should be really grateful that you are, you know. Like not everyone gets to turn 21 because people – like pass away when they're younger or you know like we just need to be grateful for these times and also the first 18 years of our lives is kind of a write-off because we're at school and we don't get to do anything yeah you get so you're like just doing what you're told to yeah do. so I'm 23 so I'm really only like five years into living my <laughs> life you know and I think that that's super cool and I feel I just feel like I'm just beginning and I think yeah. people have this defeatist attitude in my industry where if they haven't made it by 25 it's all over but then you look at people like even Rihanna was like older when she you know broke the industry and there's people like Perfume Genius who was like 40 when his first or maybe younger but like 35 mm -hmm. when his first big album happened you know like people I don't know I just think this instant gratification thing is wild yeah and I think a lot of the time you might see someone doing amazing things on social media you're like wow they did this or wow they released this but it's like they did a lot of work to get there like it's not yeah. you see these highlights but there's a lot of work that goes behind yeah. a lot of things so yeah yeah, and I totally believe in luck and I really feel lucky, but I don't think luck happens to people who just sit around. No. I really don't. And because if it did, you're going to burn out real quick. Mm. And that's why I'm in it for the long game. Like I'm not worried about getting a number one with my first song and maybe I never get a number one and that's okay too. But like maybe it takes 40 years and even then it doesn't make it any less sweet, you know? Like mm. people, I don't know, I just think you have to just – I think you also have to appreciate all the little things. Like even just releasing a song to me is a really big deal. My That's whole family, deal. yeah, my whole family got to, to the casino and we like all have $20 on the roulette tables and like that's how <laughs> so and we cute. it's so wild yeah and we fully celebrate because I think people are always living in the future and I'm all about living in the present and making sure that the, the things that are happening right now you're as excited as you should be because like even just waking up every day is amazing and mm. we should be so excited about that. And I think, yeah. yeah, people need to appreciate like little things more. And I think people are always like, don't sweat the small stuff, but I'm like, sweat the small stuff. Like the small stuff is what makes the big stuff, I think. So. Mm. Yeah, good advice. What is some advice you would give to anyone listening that is in the trenches of a breakup? You know, they've got the snotty cries going, they're not being, they're crying themselves to sleep. What would you say to them at this moment? I think I would say keep crying until you don't want to anymore and once your body doesn't want to anymore then just stop and don't make yourself keep crying after that because mm. I think people are like oh I should still feel sad because this huge traumatic thing happened but I think you will know once you feel like you're done with crying pick yourself up put on some makeup if you want to you don't have to follow your dreams mm -hmm. you know put on an outfit that makes you feel cool and go for a walk like go outside mm. you know get some fresh air go to the gym Go do whatever you need to do but I think I'm all about sitting in your feelings until you can't feel them anymore and then finding what that new feeling is and going for that that's important advice too I think you know and I always push that as well it's like feel the things like process yeah. it don't like push it away Ooh. people are like don't cry don't cry it's like no do cry yes. like you're allowed to feel what you feel yeah. um, but then just don't live in it forever and yeah. if you need help with that then that's totally cool as well 100% yeah. I, I had a lot of help in terms of like family and friends and I didn't spend a lot of time alone in that first little while, but it wasn't that I was trying to keep myself busy. So I stopped thinking about it. It just was that I'm energized by people. So that's mm. what I needed. And I'm really lucky that I have the best people in my life that were there for me when I needed them. Mm. But if you're the type of person that just wants to sit on your own and wallow, get a pint of ice cream, wallow. It's okay. Like you get don't some have, good shows on. Yeah. And I started watching, um, 
YouTube when I was first broken up with because Simeon and I had watched all these shows together and I just couldn't even open Netflix because it just yeah, was like flooded. You, yeah. yeah. And so I started watching this 17 year old on YouTube called Emma Chamberlain, who's just ridiculous. <laughs> and I loved it. And I watched everything she'd ever released. What is, what kind of YouTuber is she? She's, uh, she just like vlogs. She does sometimes cooks and she's so young and like wild. She lives in LA. I just loved her. I just like <laughs> found her really, she's just so not serious and that's yeah. what I needed. But then some people are like, I want to watch The Notebook and Molly and Me and I just oh want to cry for days, you know, I'm and like, that's okay too. Too heavy. <laughs> yeah. Reality TV or like shows like that that yeah. are light are really helpful And it doesn't times. really matter. No, like, it's mindless stuff to watch. Yes, it's good. Yeah. Yes. Um, what about your self-care practices? Like, how do you look after yourself to, you know, be your best version of yourself to, you know, be the artist that you want to be? Mm-hmm. What do you do? What are some things that you do regularly that look after yourself? Um, well, I go to the gym every morning with a trainer and that's really important for me because if I didn't have a trainer, I would never, ever go. Yeah. <laughs> and I need that person to be there to hold me accountable for going. And I go every day and I seriously hate it. I hate working out, but I still make myself go. Every day I or every weekday? Like every weekday. Yeah, yeah, it's still a lot though. Yeah, it is a lot. Five days a week, hun, go girl. I know. And I'm getting stronger and I can feel that and I love that. I just want to be strong. I want to be able to like. And exercise is so important for your all over health and your mind, like yeah. mental health, like yeah. how you feel. It just makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Um, for me, I talk a lot about how I feel and it's not even that I have like a professional that I talk to I just talk to literally anyone that will listen and that's really <laughs> helpful for me I think to get like my brain is a million miles an hour I have ADHD and so it's really easy for me to get lost in all of that so as, the, as much as I can put onto other people the better you know yeah. get it out of my brain so I talk a lot um and I Did think, you find it hard like going through school and everything like with that? Well, I didn't know I was ADHD until like three months ago. Right. Yeah. But now I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, that it makes, all makes a lot sense. of sense. Yeah. Did you ever find like did you ever find that you just that's just how you were? So you Yeah, like, I didn't really know any different. I think I was like a smart kid, so I didn't have to do the work. So I just never learned how to do the work. <laughs> so I didn't unless I love something like I'll throw myself into something I love. Right. But if it's a lesson, like if it's a class I don't really care about, then I'll just like get through it. But I don't mm. like study ever. I never studied at school. And people are like, oh my God, I didn't study. Like I'm going to be really bad. But they really, you can tell they did. But I seriously would just watch like Phineas and Verb all night in year 13 and then go to my exam the next day and be like, oh, I'll be fine. And I was. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, which is good. Um, so good. But yeah, I think... Now that I know about it. So did you go like, did you go get like a diagnosis? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually wasn't even there to get diagnosed with that. I was, I found out earlier in the year I'm bipolar. So I was diagnosed with that. And then I went for like a follow up and then they were like, oh, you're ADHD. I was like, wow. Yeah. So, which is, it's good. I think not everyone needs a label, but for me, it's been really helpful to be able to do research and, you know, figure out. Um, why I am the way I am. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And has that been how, like, that's been helpful for you now knowing Definitely. and like how to treat it and everything? Yeah. And just how to deal with it, you know? And I think, like, for me, my mental health can explain the way that I view things, but I don't really want it to ever excuse it. Like, I don't want to use it as an excuse, no. but I think it's a good explanation to be like, okay, I'm feeling this way because of my bipolar or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm mm. in mania. So I feel this way. Yeah, no, totally. And there's like, they're so normal. Like those things are so common and so normal. And we do talk about mental health a bit. Like, do you, was it like hard for you well, before you knew what was going yeah, on? Yeah. Well, when I was at high school, they diagnosed me with depression and anxiety, which I think a lot yeah, of teenagers have. Yeah. But I think they thought the mania was just me being like a teenager that was excited. And I don't think we realized that it was what it was. And so I've probably had it for about five years. But now that I know, it definitely is helpful to, you know, yeah, just know why I'm so emotional at either end of the spectrum. And so you were having like, were you having a lot of lows as well? Yeah, especially in high school. It's gotten, the lows have gotten less since um, I... Um, left high school and was doing things that I love yes. definitely yeah. Um, but they're still there but I think everyone has that I think I just feel things on a scale that is a lot larger than other people mm. so when I'm happy I am unstoppable the most happy person in the whole wide world mm. and when I'm sad I'm like the saddest human ever you know so yeah. but how do you so how do you keep that all in check for yourself like how do you what do you do to look after yourself there I think just talking about it I right. think my main thing is talking I think as much as people can talk the better you know make sure that you're 
you're checking in with yourself and with other people. And if I'm feeling really sad, I want people to know so that they can look after me and make, you know, I'm not Mm. afraid to ask for help. I'm Mm. all about getting help and I'm not scared to like admit that I need it. And I think that that's really lucky for me. And I don't think everyone has that. Yeah. Um, But if as much as you can ask for help, I think people should, I think it's a good thing to Mm. be able to like see where your weaknesses are and, you know, try and get people to help you. And sleep as well. Right. I get a lot of sleep. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll finish a session at 4am and I'll go to training the next day at seven, but then I make up for it, you know, later in the week or whatever. So Mm. I think I can, I can forget about that and get excited about all the things in my life that I want to be doing. But I think sleep is so, so Mm. important. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And what would be some advice you would give to your younger self? I've been thinking about this Mm -hmm. and I think my main one would be that you don't have to be friends with everyone you meet because when I was at school I wanted everyone to love me and I wanted to love everyone I wanted to be everyone's best friend and then I remember going to uni and being like there's a few people in this class I'm probably never going to be friends with and I really battled with that because I had not had that before where I didn't think I was Mm going to you know win someone over and then I just realized that actually I'm not going to be friends with everyone and that's okay and there's actually not room in everyone's life to be friends with every single person you meet because it would just get so overwhelming and Mm -hmm. too noisy so I just realized that sometimes I'll meet people and I'll be like you can live your life but it's probably not going to cross paths with mine again Mm -hmm. and that was so incredible for me to learn I think when I got to uni yeah. And yeah. what what would be some advice you'd give to other gals listening that want to do cool things like yourself? You know, what would you tell them? Um, I think you need to be able to do the work on your own before you get any kind of help, because then, as I said, if it all gets taken away, you're going to be OK. And I think, yeah, just love what you're doing and something great will happen. Like I would have continued to release music on my own for the rest of my life if that's what it took for me to get to do what I loved. But I'm just, you know, really fortunate to be in this position where I have people that are helping me do that now. And, um, but yeah, I just think just love the work. Otherwise there's just no point. And it is really hard and it's not all like all the fun stuff. There's admin and stuff like that that you have to do, but you just, if you love it enough, then all of that still kind of ends up being fun. But I think as soon as you're not enjoying something, there's no point in continuing to force yourself to enjoy it just because you think you should. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Phoebe. You're so epic. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for more episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the self-love club with your friends and on your Instagram stories help so much in spreading the self-love message to others who may really need it. You can follow me at Belle Crawford on Instagram plus self-love club podcast. Check out my website as well, bellcrawford.com for self-love club resources and blog posts. And we're on Facebook, the self-love club community. Go join it now. A big thanks to our audio engineer, Nick Baldwin. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of the year. We're already halfway through. Uh, With weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes.